Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're starting a brand new series today. I'm calling it Breaking Myths About God. Our text scripture will be Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. And it says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Well, let's lay our foundation by defining a few words. The first word is myth. And the second word is tradition. Myth. A myth is a story. It's a legend. Myths usually involve the exploits of gods and heroes. A myth is a traditional story of unknown authorship serving to explain some phenomenon of nature, the origin of man, or the customs, institutions, and religious rites of people. It's a story, a theory or belief not based on facts or scientific study. It's imaginary and fictitious. And then the definition of tradition. A tradition is a long-established custom or practice that has the effect of an unwritten law. It's the handing down orally of stories, beliefs, and customs from generation to generation. Two types of tradition I'd like to discuss are theological traditions. One would be among Jews, And we could define that as the unwritten religious code and doctrine as said to be handed down by Moses. And second, the theological tradition among Christians. It's defined as the unwritten teachings of Christianity as said to be handed down from Jesus and the apostles. Both of these traditions, either among Jews or among Christians, are unwritten teachings said to be handed down. Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 9 says this, Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. He answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus, you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. 
Is there something actually stronger than the word of God? Well, no. However, through the deception of false tradition, the word of God can become of no effect in our lives. Think of it. Unwritten, orally transmitted traditions, we call myths, taught as the word of God. Notice, in our passage, Jesus corrected them through the written word of God. This is why we need to be people of God's word. This is why the doctrines in the word are so important. The commandments of men are simply not doctrine. Mark chapter 7 verse 9 says, He said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. And Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 says, Making the word of God of no effect through your tradition which you have handed down and many such things you do. And I like how the Living Bible expresses our foundation scripture being Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. It says, Don't let others spoil your faith and joy with their philosophies, their wrong and shallow answers built on men's thoughts and ideas instead of on what Christ has said. The Enhanced Strong's Lexicon in talking about the word tradition says it's the substance of a teaching, especially a ritual, which in the opinion of the later Jews were orally delivered by Moses and orally transmitted in unbroken succession to subsequent generations, both illustrating and expanding the written law, and were to be obeyed with equal reverence. Well, over the next few days, we will look at a few traditional stories that are merely myths. Five myths that turned into traditions, or you could say five traditions that are actually myths. Here's an interesting point. All five of these traditions or myths will attempt to justify sickness, disease, poverty, tragedy, negative circumstance, accidents, temptations, and suffering. So let's read Colossians chapter 2, verse 8 again. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Remember, a myth is a traditional story of unknown authorship, and it is not based on facts. Let's start with myth number one. It says, God is trying to teach me something through sickness, disease, bad circumstance, temptation, and tragedy. Let me ask, how do you teach your children the following principles? How to not get burned at the stove. How to cross the street. How to chase the ball that went into the street. How to swim. How to hammer a nail. How to cut with a knife. How to use a power tool. How to drive a car. How to resist temptation. And what to do when you're sick. Well, if you have any sense at all, you will answer by word and example. Let me say that again. To teach anybody anything, you're going to teach them by word and example. Now, thinking backwards, are we not created in the image of God? Would we ever train our children by doing the following? Would God ever do it this way? Think of this. Would you teach them how not to get burned by putting their hand on the hot stove and get burned? Or making them run in front of a moving car to get hit. Or throw them in water over their heads to fend for themselves. Or give them a hammer, a nail, a piece of wood and say, have at it. How about hand them a running chainsaw and say, go cut something. Or you could hand them the keys to the car and hope they crash and learn how to drive. 
You could also tempt them with drugs, money, food, and sex. You could also make them sick with disease because they disobeyed you. Well, here's just one small example of how God, our Father, teaches us. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 through 9 says, My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. And for more examples, you could read Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, chapter 3, verses 1 through 2, chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, chapter 5, verses 1 through 2, and chapter 7, verses 1 through 4. Why? Because they all say, my son, my son, my son, keep my words. The book of Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It continues, because you have rejected knowledge... I will also reject you from being priest for me, because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. Oh my, is he talking to the priests? Because they're not teaching his people the truth? Yes, because they're not representing him correctly. Remember, the traditions of men can make the word of God of no effect. That's from Mark chapter 7, verse 13. This is serious stuff. Does God teach us through sickness, disease, bad circumstance, temptation, and tragedy? To answer that, let's see what the Word has to say. James chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say, I'll say this again, let no one say when he's tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Think of it. Let no one say, don't be deceived. Every good gift, and there is no variation and no shadow of turning, period. Is that not clear enough? He's really saying, don't blame God. So who brings sickness, disease, bad circumstance, temptation, and tragedy? Well, I'll give you one guess. Satan. The myth that God uses sickness, disease, and tragedy to teach us is a lie. It's a story of unknown origin, but we know now, and it is not based on facts. So how do we handle these issues when they come to play in our lives? Well, that's what the Word of God is all about. The Word of God is the manual for life. It contains the knowledge, examples, and instructions on how to handle, manage, and gain victory over sickness, disease, bad circumstance, temptation, tragedy, and more. And this is how we teach our children. We do not make them fail so they can succeed. We teach them how to succeed even through failure if that be the case. We teach them how to stand when times get tough, how to not give up until we get through, how to believe even when there's no hope, how to stand when the winds of life are blowing, how to submit to God, and how to resist the devil. And that's out of James chapter 4, verse 7. 
And the Living Bible, I love it, it says this, don't let others spoil your faith and joy. One small example, think of it. If God teaches us through sickness and disease, then we should ask him to make us sick. Anyone want to sign up for that class? Well, now we know how traditions can make the word of God of no effect. Let's read our text scripture again. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. And then again in the Living Bible Version, Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. Don't let others spoil your faith and joy with their philosophies, their wrong and shallow answers built upon men's thoughts and ideas instead of on what Christ has said. So, myth number one, God is trying to teach me something through sickness, disease, bad circumstance, temptation, and tragedy is just a myth. It is not based on the truth of God's word. Well, our time is up today, so I want you to tune in tomorrow, same time, same place, and same channel, and we'll continue on Breaking Myths About God. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.